Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. It's a full moon tonight, Normies, and that spells one thing. Werewolves. Happy Spooktober month on a special Normies Like Us. We were attacked by a werewolf. Whoever is bitten by a werewolf becomes a werewolf himself. Beware the moon. A werewolf can be killed only with a silver bullet. Kill Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square and like you heard up top, guys. That's right, it's Spooktober month. That means a month of horror-themed episodes, whether or not it's video games, comics, movies, we're talking about the gothic horror genre. And this episode, you heard right, we're talking werewolves with your host, Colin. Yep, that's right. Happy Halloween, Normies. This is Mike. It's your host, Joe. Super excited for my favorite time of the year and a month full of horror episodes. Uh, and this is uh, Spooky Jacob over here, just being spooky. He's like oh, regular he's so Jacob, spooky. but spooky. Spooky Jacob. Spooky <laughs> he's a yeah, little orange. Year, His know. hair's green. That's right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he's looking like a pumpkin snack. Um, so last year we did like Stephen King, Resident Evil. Um, we did kind of the spooktacular, which I think is now an annual thing we'll do later in the month. So we're going to have a whole month of horror-themed episodes. But I am excited to talk about werewolves. I pitched the episode. I really... Uh, I'm into them, but in the appropriate way. Oh, okay. Ooh. That was a little, little <laughs> hint of a furry. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear not, that a bit, not. Mike. Let's uh, let's hear <laughs> a defense. Why do you want to talk werewolves as the monster of choice on this month? I mean, I think the argument can be made um, that like vampires are like more popular or whatever, but I, I personally think werewolves are a lot cooler. They're a lot more interesting. I like the bestial transformation. They are both curses. I like kind of the English folklore of a monster in the woods. Um terrorizing the town more than a guy in a castle like there's something cool about that i always have had an affinity towards kind of wolves they're like my favorite animal so i just even as a child was more drawn to werewolves than vampires and i've just you know watched a lot of werewolf movies and stuff like that i'm just excited to uh talk about kind of the folklore and what makes them so iconic uh, on this niche to normie dive into lycanthropy yeah, man, I think there's something like really punk rock about werewolves that I really like. I think it's awesome to kick it off with one of the traditional creature features and like get into the the movies, the comics, the video games, even some of the like psychological aspects that make this one of the coolest creatures out there. Yeah, and longest lasting. Also, they get to have like sleeveless vests and like cut off jean shorts. It's so punk that's rock, like man. something I'm really into. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> exactly. this. I don't know this universal look you're picking. Uh, Jacob, is that, is that something you like about him? Are you wearing <laughs> denim and bursting out of it while you transform? I mean, that does sound cool, but uh, <laughs> I I was always into more more like into vampires when I was when I was younger and stuff. But because mm. uh, I just like the idea of like the the immortal you know, aristocratic uh, vampire just living in his <laughs> castle or whatever. But, you know, werewolves are cool, too. Pervert. I don't want to you know, <laughs> make it into a vampire's uh, episode. But, no, werewolves are, are, are pretty neat, too. And, and uh, yeah, I like them. Nice. Well, thanks for coming on again for this spooky, spooky episode. Colin, what about you? Your background with werewolves. Do you like them, dislike them, pat them on the head, good boys or bad boys? Oh, they're good boys, Mike. Werewolves are indeed the goodest boys of monsters, and I'm seeing a little bias here. I'm thinking it's the guys who can't grow the big facial hair who maybe aren't loving the werewolves, but uh, again, for me, you know, as a guy who's shaving at four with a full beard, uh, you're, you're throwing on the Letterman jacket and you're transforming into Joe's favorite, Big Wolf on Campus, or a Teen Wolf, basically. I love werewolves. They have it, the superhero werewolves, man. I can't wait to talk all about them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I say, you know, silver bullet will take down a werewolf, but a silver screen will make them popular within the zeitgeist of uh, niche normies. So let's go ahead and talk about the transformation from folklore to cult film. Next.
we're back, and like we heard uh, Mike say, we're talking werewolves on the silver screen. Ooh, better not touch that if you are a werewolf, or maybe that's just silver bullets. We don't really know, but uh, we're talking the history. We're talking the niche. We're talking the normies of werewolves. Uh, is it these old movies? Is that the niche? Yeah, I'd say probably. You know, the background where they come from. I don't know how you guys feel. Have you have you guys seen these old ones? The the Wolfman 1941. Mike, was that one of your favorites? Honestly, uh, I've never saw the 1941 Universal. Um, I'll talk about kind of my favorites, you know, later on. But I did start with kind of like uh, the resurgent generation in the 90s. And I watched some of like the 80s werewolf films. Uh, but I don't want to spoil what my favorite is yet. Okay, so we don't have any fans of uh, Lon Chaney Jr. here, the guy who plays the Wolfman, <laughs> who literally for the rest of his career would go on to play like oh, maybe I'll be Frankenstein whenever uh, anybody else turns it down. And oh, other than that, I'll just be a wolfman in a thousand other movies. Yeah, that's it. I'm yeah, the wolfman. Yeah, uh, I am the walrus. I am the wolfman. I think uh, it's probably good to kind of bring in like what's niche, what's normie about werewolves. I think the normiest thing is probably Twilight, maybe, right? Ooh, um, yeah. And niche is probably their real origins. So maybe kind of go over that. The yeah. real life um, origins mean, uh, of the creatures. The real life origins of the fake creature. So, you know, <laughs> lycanthropy, werewolves, they've been around since like the ancient Greek times. Somebody defied Zeus, he turned him into a wolf. You have Romulus and Ramus were raised by wolves. But I think the real idea we have of this beast terrorizing the small village or whatever, that's out of the witch trials in the Dark Ages. And like, so while witches were being tried, there were also werewolf, like wolf man, the old English. Uh, that's where we get the word. They would be trying and killing people who were convicted of being lycanthropes or trying to create werewolves. And so that panic, that kind of Christian panic around black magic and witchcraft tied into the werewolf curse. And that's where it really proliferated from. And a lot of these classic werewolf tales like Wolfman come from is that old English kind of tradition. Wouldn't you say, too, guys, the earliest fear ever for cavemen is being bundled around that fire, wolves coming out from the darkness, and being the unknown enemy of the woods, you know, the incantation of the unknown, the beast, the darkness, wolves. And even worse, what if that threat was one of you, amongst you, someone you knew was transforming into this beast? Yeah, I mean, there suck. you have it. You're hitting like every aspect of traditional horror, right? It's the the fear of the self and the fear of the unknown coming together in a Jekyll and Hyde aspect of this, you know, creature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just like the scariest thing I think about when you look at the curse form, because there's two forms that you see in media now. It's like one is like Joe said, the superhero, you know, where I can turn into a wolf, but I have full control and like I'm super sweet, right? Yeah, I have like the other great one, senses and I can jump really high and I surf on vans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and play basketball very well. Exactly. Um, the other side is the more horror side, which is, yeah, I'm cursed with this. I become a wolf on the full moon without my control and I do things that I don't remember and I have no control over. So it's like people are dying. It's my fault. And then what do I do with that? kind of on my conscience that's the spooky side so i think An they're a great curse. iconic monster mm-hmm. and i like the curse side more because it's spookier but also i love like yeah give me a werewolf in a, in a you know basketball singlet and let's go terrible <laughs> <I'd> say- <laughs> that's kind of the history of werewolves um i don't know if we want to mention anything more but that's that's where they're coming from and kind of a, a lot of times we would follow that traditional story, but ever since like the eighties and nineties, there's been a lot of different takes on werewolves, especially like with twilight or, um, teen wolf, for example, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything we, you know, we talked in the star Trek episode about TNG kind of teaching you the language of star Trek. You have these old universal monster movies like the 1941 or even the 1936 white or, uh, werewolves in London that kind of teach you the, the general rules, you know, like that's how you learn what the basics are. And then by the time mm-hmm. you get to the 70s, 80s and beyond, you, you're getting these like weird takes or the, these changed versions of them that have like kind of that superhero or like additional curse aspects. Yeah. yeah, and I do have to point out that that original, as you were pointing out, Joe, rule set that was being made in the Wolfman movie by Kurt Sidemack, the screenwriter there. 
he was mainly drawing on, and this is what's interesting because people do the vampire versus werewolf so much. He was drawing on the source material from a Bram Stoker book. Bram Stoker, very famous for writing Dracula, also wrote a short story, I believe, do not quote me on this, might be called Dracula's Vacation or like Dracula's oh, Summer what? Home or something like that. Weekend at uh, Hotel Transylvania. Weekend at Vlad's Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> um, exactly. He gets his head cut off and a guy has to pretend he's alive on a business trip. No, but uh, in, in the time there, uh, he gets um, he gets a, a werewolf, basically goes up against Dracula. It comes onto the grounds, a man who is like a beast who can only be killed by a magic bullet. I mean, that's where we're seeing the tropes of the silver bullet, the wolf man, the gypsy characters. Yeah. Like even the full moon, I think, is something coming out of that later stuff too because there's some werewolves where it's like permanent or not so yeah creating that language um i think it's what a lot of the universal stuff did like the mummy's curse for example all right now we know how mummies function and then you go from there all right so mike mentioned it the normiest to the normie probably is at this point twilight we should say if we're talking movies featuring werewolves the highest grossing film of all time is twilight eclipse part two at over 300 million dollars did any of us see that? I have never seen no. a Twilight film. I wear it as a badge of honor. I I saw the first one, but didn't hear it on a plane um, one time. Like it was playing, but I didn't buy the headphones. So I saw it, but I don't think werewolves are even in that one. I think. Well, I was about to later, ask right? you that, Joe. Is the famous Jacob werewolf character even featured in the first one? No, that's probably where they have to make you so. buy in for the vampire bullshit. Yeah, yeah I saw were... the I saw the first movie. Uh, and, uh, I believe, well, I mean, Jacob is in it, but I don't know if he turns into a werewolf necessarily. Cause I think that's kind of a twist that comes out later. Uh, don't quote me on that though. I'm not a twilight expert. I don't know. Um, your name's Jacob. Expert, you Jacobs. keep trying to get us to do a twilight episode. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy that you're acting like you're you not like vampires fan. more. <laughs> I've only seen the first one a long time ago. And I, I remember they had a Radiohead song in the soundtrack. And I was like, okay, Twilight, oh, okay. I see you with your Radiohead song. I see song. you. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I just saw it. So I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, it does make me sad uh, that the highest grossing werewolf film is like Twilight Eclipse. Um, but it makes sense, you know, like these, you know, summer heartthrob, you know, whatever. Those movies were huge. But. Do you, Colin, know what's what's the like the highest grossing like movie about a werewolf proper? Ooh, so that is a solo film that's only made like hundred and sixty million dollars. And again, that's like you know for as much it is as, as a product of its time. But it's called Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Have you guys seen that? Where he's like a slick guy who's sort of like an LA dude who gets transformed. I heard of that. Yeah, I have I not never seen saw that. that. No, never. I haven't seen it. Joe, I like that movie. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, I've so seen that one. Set me up. What what makes it fun? Uh, Jack Nicholson and his eyebrows, basically. <laughs> hey, um, I'm a wolf, baby. And it kind Let of gets on like ya. it's it's just very much you know like what I was saying before, where I like the idea of the the werewolf being always the wolf, even when he's not transformed. Like there's something I think very punk rock about like being burned at the stake because you're you're a sexual deviant, and like it kind of plays up those aspects too. I do love that part of the werewolf like curse that like even when you're not a wolf you exhibit these like heightened sexuality or awareness or like slickness you're sharper with your wit everything you're just more you on smell it smell everything yeah like stuff like yeah. that and yeah, that movie I think that's cool. uh, that movie wolf you're talking about that's actually directed by Mike Nichols most famous for uh, the graduate uh, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf Oh. oh, and is that them but teaming I, up with? Uh, did he do, also do One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, or am I am I wrong about that? Uh, I believe that was that was someone else. Oh, gotcha. Um, but I think The Graduate is what he's most like most famous for. But he's but he's been directing for obviously a long time. Gotcha. All right. Well, well I want to we hear it then. Favorites. Exact, Mike, yeah. you're taking the words out of my mouth. I'm thinking right now, I want to know everybody's favorites. I want to go around. Then after that, we'll list off just a bunch of general ones and just th- sort of throw a grab bag of opinions, like whether or not you've heard of these, seen these. But right now, I just want to hear highlights. Mike, like, what is your favorite werewolf movie? Oh, man. Easily, easily, easily. The greatest werewolf movie, in my opinion, is American Werewolf in London. Um, it's directed by John Landis, who also just came off directing Animal House and Blues Brothers. So shout out to the SNL episode. Go back and listen, Normies. Ooh. But he had this script in his back pocket before he even did Animal House or Blues Brothers. 
He had been wanting to do a werewolf movie. He gets Rick Baker in on the effects. Um, and it has the best transformation scene of all time. And what's crazy about this is it follows that traditional werewolf, werewolf story where you have two American backpackers. They're going through the moors of England and they fall in this small town and everyone says, stay off the roads, beware the moors, you know, full moon. And there's a werewolf attack, but it follows that structure of um, the old school werewolf where one guy gets cursed and now he's dealing with like the paranoia and like, am I doing these crazy things? Am I going to become a threat? And what do I do about that? Um, it's so sick. The effects are awesome. And his friend is like coming back as a ghost, basically telling him to kill himself because he's a danger. It's like so heavy and cool, but it's also like a dark comedy. It's, it's amazing. And it was so popular that Michael Jackson got those guys to shoot thriller. John Landis Ah. directed thriller. They got the cinematographer back and Rick Baker did the effects. Man, does it get any better than Rick Baker's effects? Like that transformation, uh, no. Mike, I know you mentioned it, but it is just out of this world. I, st- I still think it stands up today. I think it's like the greatest. Like the thing is, you could say, is it the thing or is it American Werewolf in London? What are the Ooh, best practical creature effects? Yeah. It's a toss know. up. A it's a great so question, close. though. Yeah, that's a debate for sure. But it's it's on par with that. Um, so I highly recommend that, especially as like more of a traditional story of someone gets cursed and then they have to deal with the effects of that. And they never show a more horrific, painful transformation than in that movie. Yeah. Joe, Jacob, has everybody here seen that? I mean, that's definitely a classic favorite one of mine as well. Absolutely. I haven't seen it. I have not what? seen it. I've only heard the song. No, you've, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you've only <laughs> seen a, uh, an American werewolf in Paris, too. And you, and you just constantly talk about that one. <laughs> I, I, did I like see an that English. First. Think I've seen that one. Uh, that I like an terrible. English werewolf in New York City. <laughs> yeah, let's flip it on its head. <laughs> did, hold on, but Jacob. You just said the perfect thing. You know how uh, how like Quentin Tarantino will do those homages to Once Upon a Time. You know the Sergio Leones, and and then he got uh, Robert Rodriguez to do that with Once Upon a Time in Mexico too. Why doesn't somebody yeah, do yeah. an homage that's not connected to an American werewolf in London? One of the coolest titles of all time, Mike. Yeah, and then I mean, that uh, and that came from the 1935 Werewolf of London, which is the first time a werewolf was ever seen on film. So it's a callback to kind of the legacy of the Wolfman and the Universal, all that too. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm I'm a little surprised it hasn't been um, rebooted yet or remade. Well, his son's like trying to. Oh uh, uh, well, he's he's a piece of shit. Cancelled. <laughs> Were you going to mention something on that, Joe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's just a, a total love letter to the the monster genre. You know what I mean? Like it hits yeah. all of the the beats, and you also have like the ghost aspect on top of the werewolf aspect. I really think like John Landis just wrote the the love letter to the genre with that, and it hasn't been topped. He nails the curse. And what's crazy is like Rick Baker was working on the Howling because they were thinking about this for years. And then the technology they were working on for the transformation scene, he was going to put it on the howling. And John Landis is like, man, but like, that was our thing, man. You can't do that. So he leaves the howling, which is another famous werewolf movie, to join American Werewolf in London because he felt bad. He's like, yeah, we've been talking about this for like 10 years. That is hilarious and awesome, dude. Perfect choice. Uh, I want to go again. Joe, uh, do you have anything that could even top that? I mean, that is the classic of all time. What is your favorite werewolf piece of media? Uh, absolutely not. That is the best. So I'm going to go the entire <laughs> other route. Um, I want to talk about a Canadian children's show called Big Wolf on Campus. Have you guys ever seen this? Ooh, I have uh, not. A favorite, a favorite growing up uh, on um, ABC Family. Okay, yeah. This, so this is a it's it's a uh, high school quarterback who gets bit by a werewolf, turns into a werewolf, but it's the entire superhero kind of werewolf, and then he fights like ghosts and and books that turn people into zombies i mean it's just you know like a campy action adventure show starring a werewolf and i think it hits like my you have the curse or the superhero and he's the superhero i think his girlfriend's a witch he's got like a goth best friend who's like a loser and he's a jock um so i mean it's like teen wolf but like for kids Monster it's an week. action adventure show oh yeah yeah i mean it's like supernatural okay. but what if he was a mon or a werewolf so, That's pretty fun. Okay. Um, 
you know, it was just one of those things where it's, you know, I think it's fun to highlight and we'll talk about it again in the comic books, the, the curse versus the superhero. Cause like, yeah, I'd be a werewolf if it just meant like I was super good at sports and could smell and everyone thought I was sexy and like I could jump really high. Mm. And if I got pissed off, I could just become a fucking wolf. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I could throw a football and, uh, like five fields lengths. <laughs> yeah. And he uses it to protect his little goofy town that's like Erie, Indiana, like where like shit's going down all the time. Um, it oh, is a really fun. wild ride. If you can find any of it on YouTube, I highly recommend watching it for a laugh. It's fun. Awesome. <clears throat> it's got that like teen wolf vibe. Yeah, exactly. Before yeah. MTV got it. Cool. Should we throw to Jacob? What's what's your favorite? Uh, yeah, well, uh, stuff? keeping it in Canada, I want to talk about a little uh, Canadian film called Ginger Snaps. Uh, now, this is a, a film that came out in the year two thousand. Uh, it's a sort of a coming of age. It has two uh, two high school girls that are sisters, and one of them gets uh, you know bit by a werewolf and and Ooh. has all the you know transformation. But it's kind of like a parallel to you know, uh, coming of age, puberty and, and that kind of thing. And also a kind of a satire of high school life and that kind of thing. Has anyone else seen that movie? Did no, I have not. You guys. It's, Joe, uh, Jacob, it's also got like, it. it's got like 10 spinoffs and sequels too. Yeah. I've never seen any of the sequels or anything, but the original They're awful. You showed yeah. me the trailer, Jacob. It looked pretty interesting. I think I would definitely check this out. It's the like, yeah, it's a different angle. Yeah, it's, ca- it's almost me like, think, like Little Red Riding Hood. No, no, it's like uh, the Virgin I, Suicide Diaries with. Yeah, it's kind of got like that '90s uh, like punk aesthetic. Like I kind of think of it as as Heather's with werewolves. So <laughs> it's pretty interesting. But yeah, it delves into like Shit. the '90s high school culture and like it's kind of a, a black comedy, but also like very uh, like uh, gory and stuff. It's very it's kind of low budget, so it's like it's become a cult film now because it was very low budget. And it's kind of a little campy, but it's also very gory, and the transformations and effects are pretty cool for the budget they had. So, Colin, it's a perfect transition to one that I know is one of your favorites. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm excited to talk to this one, but you guys were just pitching me, can't hardly wait to transform into a werewolf. So, yeah, I will be checking that one out. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I'll talk about mine right now. This was the scream of my generation in that I missed Scream because I just didn't see it in theaters, but I saw this one, Cursed, by Wes Craven. Have you guys seen this werewolf movie? Oh, yeah. Colin, we've watched that one a million Halloweens in a row. Oh, baby. You got Judy Greer, veteran character actress. It stars uh, a young Jesse Eisenberg, too. I mean, teaming up with Christina Ricci. You know, two people who I'm just like, oh, why don't these people work more? Even though, yeah, you know, sometimes they are. But uh, and it's again, it's another sort of what Joe's saying, where it is a curse, but you see these people's lives improve by becoming werewolves or become affiliated with werewolves. And it's L.A. culture. It's the movie scene. Uh, It leads up to a big premiere where werewolf stalks a movie premiere, gets uh, (laughs) lit up by some machine guns and flips everybody off before it dies. I mean, it is hilarious, guys. Oh, dude, that's I like the mix of like the Hollywood and the werewolf. I'm looking at the creature design. It actually looks pretty sick. No, dude, it's um, like legit throwback total fursuit with like, you know, more bulk built in because I like a meteor werewolf that can stand up, not necessarily one that's just like the fur over top of human form. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important too. When we talk about werewolf movies, like it's all about like how does the werewolf look on film, especially when you do see them. And like American Werewolf in London is amazing but it's like quadrupedal it's on all fours yes but this uh cursed is like kind of the bipedal it looks really sick and i think doing it practically is very awesome so good job and if it flicks flips me off before it dies that's also very cool (laughs) there's it's interesting that like three out of the four were very campy takes on the werewolf uh you know like mike's uh american werewolf in london is yes it's a dark comedy but it's also like really fucking scary and and um into the curse the rest of us were just like what if teenagers were werewolves because puberty <laughs> yeah it takes the piss out of the it. the x-men yeah which we'll talk about that later i'm sure totally totally <laughs> um so we went around in our favorites i see we also have i mean i think we need to shout out underworld for sure because i mean that was oh, the matrix yeah. of but instead of agents and uh you know resistance fighters we have werewolves and and vampires i've you have never to, of course, seen one of those 
Ah, uh, come on, what? you're killing me. I saw the first I've one like never literally seen a single it's one. opening night in Canada. Uh but let me tell you this. <laughs> so we have to shout out the universe that they create because Joe as somebody who hasn't seen this, maybe you don't know, werewolves are not werewolves, they are lichens. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I like a war brewing. Is werewolf yeah, like the right? right? Underworld, I love Underworld, but I again, I was always on the side of the vampires. I thought the vampires are way cooler than the werewolves, but or the lichens. So yeah, werewolves again, are, are vampires are the one percenters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have of like course, white Europeans in leather <laughs> as the werewolves, and then you have like yeah. filthy Romani, you know, wearing like scraps as the as the right. yes, I'm sorry, as the yeah. werewolves. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's no no chance for them. So is what, Kate Beckinsale a werewolf? Oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. She's, she Kate starts Beckinsale. out as a vampire, but then very interestingly, she is the perfect cross combination of both and becomes a godlike being. So I don't even want to talk uh, about it, guys. She, loves, too shoot, much. she loves shooting holes in floors, though. I know that. Yeah, it's yeah, the best. That's a sick scene. It's the Matrix of vampire and werewolves. It's very campy. It's got the high action. It's super, like, if you uh, want that, like, dumb action flick, it, it's cool. Yeah, there is a being, it's not Kate Beckinsale, but a guy is half werewolf, half vampire, and he's, like, gets the best of both worlds. Um, and that's, like, a big plot point. Um, and we should mention there was, you know, there's a bunch of sequels, and there's a prequel called Rise of the Lycans, and that kind of shows the origin story of how the Lycans came to be and stuff I become a, a working class become a slave class essentially for the yeah. vampires yeah so and like so the villains we're seeing in the first underworld movie turns out are more sympathetic than was you know it's pretty deep it's a deep series is what i'm saying <laughs> it's a <laughs> deep series like. oh yeah guys the mythos all right so now i'm just gonna literally just hit some wild ones but as i go out you know i'll, I'll slow down a bit like if you guys just want to say well hold on hold on you know i gotta give my opinion on this one so please you know shout me out but uh Fans, normies, if you're werewolf fans, you want movies, you, you don't have the recs, here you go. Here's some. Like, you got to check out Van Helsing. Hmm? How about Hell Dog yeah. Soldiers? I have to talk about Dog Soldiers. This is legit my second favorite werewolf yeah. movie. Uh, back in the day, there was it came out around the time that we had We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson. And my cousin, or my high school buddy, would call it this movie, We Were Dog Soldiers. <laughs> and it's basically like, what if a military unit got held up in a house that was under siege by werewolves? Oh, Mike, that's it, so funny. I always called it Platoon Meets the Dog Pound. You know, I mean, that's that's oh, what it is for me. Yeah, We Were Dog Soldiers. It's great. But that it's super awesome. fun. It's like, it's like they're doing a horde mode defense style, but as they lose people... Then they're like, well, what if one of you is the werewolf? They start to get paranoid and they turn on each other. It's almost like the mist, but with werewolves outside. It's cool. I've never seen that, but it sounds awesome. And now I want to see it. And Ooh. the effects are sick. Oh, okay. So that answers my question. I was I haven't seen it either. I was curious how the how the creature they're looks. They're practical. They look amazing. Oh, guys, this was I'm surprised you guys didn't see this. This was one that played on Sci-Fi Channel for part of their After Dark series. I believe it might have premiered originally on there. But Jacob, easy recommend to you. It uh, stars Liam Cunningham, Sir Davos Seaworth from Game oh. of Thrones. You know you're going to love it. Heck yeah. I didn't know who he was when I first saw it, but you're right. No, yeah, no Sir way. Davos. <laughs> All right, still rolling. How about something like The Howling, a classic, like Mike said. Uh, Teen mm -hmm. Wolf. Come on, that didn't affect you guys. Ayo. Yeah. Monster We're Squad. Teen Wolf House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was teen a Teen Wolf. Wolf House more than Monster Squad. Wolfman did not have oh, nards yeah. in my house. How about you guys? <laughs> no, no nards in this house. <laughs> no, no, Just no. some basketball. And it, I, mean, I didn't watch the second one, though. Was that. Uh, he wrestling? wrestles in the second one, yeah. But it's oh, not I thought, Yeah, J. boxing. Fox. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jason Bateman. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, Michael J. Jason Fox Basin. playing basketball. Uh, I'll oh, confess. Colin, Actually, I, I think to... that's the only one I've seen. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Colin, a little interesting tidbits. Go back to uh, Dog Soldiers for a second. Um, you mentioned Liam Cunningham. The director of Dog Soldiers is Neil Marshall, who Ooh. went on to direct certain episodes of Game of Thrones, as well as, you know, The Descent, uh, which is a really good horror movie. Well, and hold um, on. My favorite movie last year, Hellboy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Game of Thrones. That is awesome. Yeah, Sir Davos. He's a werewolf. Sir Davos. Sir Davos should have been in Hellboy. Let me tell you. Fur skin. 
<laughs> he sits on the Iron Throne. Uh, Jon Snow. Oh, you know, shout out real quick to uh, Game of Thrones, though, while we did say that. Hey, How about the true. King of the North ending up with a wolf for his head, right? Oh, I mean, that's yeah. pretty scary. Literally a lichen throat. Yeah, that. that's crazy. Yeah, that's true. We got the uh, the Starks with the wolf. If I can throw out some uh, honorable mentions that I wanted to hit, uh, we can't forget, you know, the Potterheads here in the room. We got Remus Lupin. You're talking about Romulus and Remus. Remus Lupin, famous uh, werewolf of the Harry Potter world. And uh, yeah, he transforms into werewolves. Remus Lupin, the most on the nose uh, name of all time. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's that's J.K. Rowling's thing is that she names her characters like, you know, really obviously like Sirius Black, you know, etc. Stevie No Good. (laughs) <laughs> but yes so she he is named remus after you know and then lupin loop uh being uh lupus being like of the moon i believe uh, so yeah, very, yeah 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 very on the nose but uh great nonetheless yeah i like serious black as a take on it and like the lupus i mean they're, yeah they're, they're cool takes on it for sure yeah and then I what about, uh, out, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say the Wolf's Reign anime. It's a little bit different than what we normally talk about, but that's a very cool, like, best version of Twilight type werewolves where they can turn into just a regular wolf. It's not bipedal, but, mm. like, they're trying to get to Paradise Salvation. Like, it's super sick. Um, it's scored by Yoko Kano, who did the music for Cowboy Bebop. So uh, Wolf's Reign is a cool kind of Japanese take on this werewolf myth. And, Mike, that's there's not also, like uh, there's... Oh, sorry, just real quick. There's there's not like Nazis involved in anything like that. Sometimes I see these like animes like Helsing or something like that where it's like vampires and Nazis and werewolves and Nazis. And there seems to be this like weird obsession with that. Nothing like that in that. No, no, no. There's some like European influence uh, with the characters, but it's, it's just a wolf story. Oh, weird. Good. Yeah. But you do have the, the werewolf women of the SS, the, the Rob Zombie Ooh. trailer oh, from... Yeah, uh, um, Grindhouse, which is... I wanted that yeah, to be that's real. That's a trope. Yeah. Oh, I want that one to be real more than any of them. Maybe Thanksgiving more, but I, I don't know. I, what was the Get Out or something? Oh, uh, don't. 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 Go yeah, into yeah. That throwback yeah, to it. That's by Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hobo with oh, a man, shotgun. Great. Anyway, I would do a whole episode on Edgar Wright, but that's for another time. Um, any other kind of honorable mentions here? I do want to talk about American Werewolf in Paris because it is the pseudo sequel to London, which is the greatest. And this might be one of the worst, but it's also one of the campiest. Um, it's have like any of you going seen American um, Werewolf in Paris. Yes. It's like going from Blair Witch to the Blair Witch to Book of Shadows. You know what I <laughs> oh, mean? Yeah. In terms of like the quality downgrade. Yeah. Jacob, have you seen this? I haven't. I have not. So to set it up uh, for all the normies out there, too, it's loosely based. We get another uh, American tourist. He discovers a secret society of werewolves that are underground, and they're creating a serum that lets them become a werewolf, even without the full moon. Uh, He gets tied up with the lady who's trying to kill herself. He's a bungee jumper, an extreme guy. And this lady is about to jump off the Eiffel Tower to kill herself. He bungee jumps and saves her. And that's kind of what pulls him in, because it turns out, hey, she's a werewolf, and um wow super that's 90s the whole story but this the effects in american wolf in london are super amazing these are early cg we're talking like scorpion king levels <laughs> of bad just oh, terrible um and when i was a kid i thought it was super sick and then i watched american wolf in london after it and i was like oh no that movie's terrible london is the truth so it's a pretty bad yeah version in huh. my opinion but talking about extremes the- levels you know yeah, watch watch the the werewolf scenes just to see what you're missing. Um, but it's kind of a bummer. Uh, so I would love to see a reboot of the American Werewolf in somewhere thing, but not with um, not with Max Landis, obviously. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, yeah, a guy who criticizes his that. father's first early draft, saying, "Well, my dad wasn't really a screenwriter like me. You have to understand." So when he was writing American Werewolf in London, it was like 300 pages, handwritten, and they really saved it in the edit. I would say, show me that 300 yeah. pages, guys. I, I don't know. Yeah. I love all of it. Um, it's not as yeah. good as me, the the writer of the great hit movie, uh, Bright. Well, I was going to say Victor Frankenstein. Is that his uh, American Werewolf yeah. in London? I don't know. But let me ask you this, guys. How about something shit. that's uh, like a Red Riding Hood, you know, spinoffs? I love when people do that and do like werewolf tropes on it. Like something like Trick or Treat segment with Anna Paquin. Like how Ooh. fucking good is that? Yeah, I dude, love that's that, yeah. one of the best. Trick or Treat's a great movie. That's that's a great segment in, in that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I was 
only excited for the MonsterVerse because I wanted to see what the new Wolfman take would be, and we didn't get it. We did get the 2010 film, but I didn't really see that. With Do you yeah. guys remember who was supposed to be the Wolfman in the world of Tom Cruise is a mummy, Gerard Je- Depardieu? No, not Gerard Depardieu. Del Toro? No, Javier he did Bardem? that crazy bad remake. Uh, no, Javier Bardem was supposed to be Frankenstein with Angelina Jolie's oh. uh, Bride of Frankenstein. The Rock was supposed to be the Wolfman, guys. He signed on in Are 2016. <laughs> Come on. Thanks, Bring me the Rusty. Something's happening to my body. It's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, I can't really transform already like a monster. I'm going to wolf down this hamburger. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. Teeth. Look at these chompers. <laughs> well, if we don't have any other shout outs for favorite movies, uh, normies, yeah. let us know like if we missed any that are your favorites. Like obviously we didn't talk about the howling Two, my sister is a werewolf or like she bitch and like the weird like female exploitation movies of the 70s that seem to also involve werewolves for some reason. And again, it, it might be sexuality based, but uh, let us know. But right now, guys, I say we hit it. Maybe we talk about the comics of werewolves. We're back. We're talking the page where werewolves maybe started. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the books, where they got their backgrounds, short stories, things like that, legends, myths. But specifically, we're going to be talking about the comic books that feature our favorite werewolves. And Joe, as our Marvel guy, (laughs) what is Marvel's obsession with werewolves? Um, I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, do you, do you want to start with Wolvesbane and the potential new Mutants movie? Or do you want to start with the Moon Knight series and the potential of seeing Werewolf by Night? Ah, oh, I love that. And we should mention they have another one that is literally Man-Wolf. But I, I say we got to yeah. talk about Wolvesbane. She's their weird character that's, I mean, she's she's a werewolf. And that's it's her, pseudo her mutant. Game of Thrones. Connection, yeah, you know, her on how that goes. Her mutant ability is literally that she's a werewolf. That is it. Ta-da, Wolfsbane. And she's from like England, right? And that kind of ties it into the more Scottish. Than, you know, the old Scottish. Yeah, sorry, misspoke. But yeah, kind of that region. Yeah, and we have obviously the the New Mutants movie, which was supposed to come out two years ago, and then was supposed to come out last year. And now maybe we'll be on Hulu sometime in the next decade. I don't know. Uh, But that whole whole, uh, idea fits in so well with the new mutants, right? Because they're all younger mutants who are learning how to use their power. You have Magic, who is, you know, Colossus's little sister. Cannonball, who, as the name would imply, is kind of like exploding and 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 doesn't really know how to control his powers and stuff so you literally have the werewolf mixing in there because it is the perfect old school version of that yeah i love this idea of the character rain sinclair that is who wolfbane is she was created in 1982 by chris claremont Uh, and like you said introduced to the new mutants because he had the old school like literally he he mm. even updated. I mean, Chris Claremont's the guy who did Giant Size All New X Men, where he's like, "Let me introduce characters from other countries, like Pierre, Pierre Rasputin, aka Colossus, Nightcrawler from Germany." Uh, now he's doing Storm. the New Mutants, and he's like, "Storm from Africa." Now he's doing the New Mutants, where he says, "I want magic." That's Colossus's little sister. I have a, a little Russian girl. Okay, I could do a Brazilian as well with a Sunstar or Sunfire. Uh, no, I'm sorry, his name. I'm Sunspot. Sunspot I'm sorry, his name, I'm completely think, yeah. blown. Uh, I need a character that sort of signifies a rougher edge side. I have all these pretty beautiful characters. I want to bring in Rain Sinclair, a Scottish tomboy who's a lesbian. I mean, you know, she's 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 rough around the edges. She's a literal beast, and again, we're seeing sexuality being tied to that character. Um, I have a thought on that because we see that a lot even with vampires, not to go into that, but a lot of these, especially coming out of the European tradition of monsters, there's always this tie-in with sexuality. I think that has to do with kind of the Christianity bent on the witches and everything like, oh, sexuality was bad and dangerous and should not be 
encouraged. So like obviously a werewolf or a vampire would exploit or use sexuality in a way. I think that's maybe where that is coming from. A hundred percent, Mike. Affect, right. Yeah, it's the idea of letting the beast out. You know what I mean? Like it's something mm. that, you know, they always preach to, <laughs> to keep it in your pants and not explode out of them. Yeah. I'm transforming. <laughs> no, be Christian. Yeah. Think about God. Oh, no. Side hug. Side yeah, that, hug. <laughs> that movie Ginger Snaps really gets into that too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so That's obviously great. like New Mutants, uh, Wolvesbane, easy connection there, right? Uh, you also have a character that I 100% believe we will see on the big screen or small screen in Disney Plus, Werewolf by Night. Uh, so Werewolf Ooh. by Night was first introduced, um, when did he come about? It was like, he he had a book for a while before Moon Knight, right? Because Moon Knight is introduced in Werewolf by Night. Yeah, that's the interesting thing that you got to again remember about Marvel where you're like, oh, they only had superhero books. No, they also had war books and horror books currently going with them with like strange tales and horror tales. So Werewolf by Night was just a weird character like the living mummy that they were like, well, let's just put Dracula in there too. Yeah, yeah, because Blade was first introduced in the Tomb of Dracula. Moon Knight was first introduced in Werewolf by Night. Blade and Moon Knight are both going to hit the big screen. You know, you got the Blade movie and the Moon Knight uh, Disney Plus series. I 100% think we will see Werewolf by Night at some point. Uh, I can see it happen. Either in the Moon Knight series as, like, I could see him maybe being the villain of the show uh, or, or making an appearance at the end to tease a season two or just showing up in Blade as being like, oh, Blade's well-established. There's also this guy, Werewolf by Night, who's a werewolf by night. Is that, hey, real quick, guys, is that the worst title <laughs> of any name. person ever? I hate it. It's <laughs> it's truly up there with, like, the werewolf by night. Like, Superman, I even give more credit than the werewolf right. by night. Well, it's like, when else would you be a werewolf? You know? <laughs> oh, at <laughs> the store, night. werewolf at dinner. <laughs> werewolf at noon. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing is he's he's always a werewolf at night like he it's not a full moon cycle it's literally just like oh the sun went down my, my monster's coming out and again you know this him. is interesting because marvel guys this is a black character it's a guy named jack russell again super hilarious transforms into a werewolf <laughs> yeah again marvel was doing stuff where it's Great like eh, society there's monsters inside all of us maybe there's prejudice too and blah 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 this is how stuff like that comes out Interesting. Is is Beast also kind of a werewolf for the X? Yeah, he's a cat wolf. Maybe they've tried to make him more. Do you hate that, Joe? Do you is he more lupine to you or feline? Uh, He's neither because he did that to himself. So it's not like I mean, I guess I would say to me he looks more feline depending on who's drawing. Maybe more gorilla. Like yeah, yeah. But in reality, like I mean, he's just a dude with big hands and feet. Like that was his Uh, ability. And then he tried to make himself better and turned himself into a big furry furball. So it is a little Jekyll and Hyde thing. But that idea of like how now that I am this thing, you know, how do I handle that and being a part yeah. of society or not? Like, it's but also he's themes. that he's that 100 percent of the time now. Like he's changed his 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 appearance entirely. So you don't have the the Jekyll and Hyde the same way you do with someone like Wolvesbane or Werewolf by Night. Um, True. I guess he's always that. No, I live in constant fear that I will drink a potion at some point and become a big blue furry guy. <laughs> I shouldn't. So, I shouldn't have drank that Sonic. potion. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Go back that. and listen, Normie. <laughs> so you know that's kind of the Marvel. We talked again about Man Wolf. He's J. Jonah Jameson's son, who literally was an astronaut, goes to the moon, finds a gem of the Wolf God, and when he holds it, can turn into a Moon Wolf. Like, is that? Yeah. Yes, of course, again, the Wolf God is in space. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, he's, he is. He's, a werewolf the from the moon. There. Again, we're getting a little loose on what you would call werewolves, but do you guys have any other shout-outs that you want to do for, like, comic books, anime, manga? I'm a big Hellboy fan. Like, I'll straight up say to you guys, Wolves of St. August is a storyline that I read recently, um, which I'll critique a little bit because it does follow the exact same formula that all Hellboy comics do, which is they start with, I got a letter. I have to go meet this doctor somewhere. The doctor yeah, was a monster. It, it turns out it was all a trap. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, no, oh. Oh, Red, stop getting tricked by people. But he goes, <laughs> he's, he's, he's looking for a serial killer in a small town. He tracks him down. 
it is a, a guy who's a monster. He is a werewolf, uh, and it's super awesome. It's the skin-ripping-off kind, which is one of my favorites, too, where the monster has to come out and not necessarily grow over. But uh, it also involves ghosts being held captive by the werewolf, and he has transformed them into ghost werewolves. I mean, that is, Ooh. like, unique, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's something I've not heard before. Okay, I like the go- I like tying in ghosts um, with werewolves, same way American Werewolf in London did. Like, yeah, people killed by werewolves are cursed or whatever. Like, I just like any of that tie-ins where it's like the magic is more than just affecting one person. It's oh, psychological give me all the too. Spooks and scares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to shout out while we're on the book side. First of all, Animorphs, A-O. Uh, <laughs> I love Animorphs. Cassie yeah. became a wolf in the battle do. form. Oh, yeah. So cool, guys. So cool. Where is the Animorphs series in movies? Netflix has to be sitting on that gold mine. That should be They made back. a TV show, but yeah, I remember. Iceman right was in it. remaking. Yeah, yeah that was Nickelodeon. Sean Ashmore, yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I love that you know his name. <laughs> on a more serious take, though, uh, you know, last Halloween, Colin lent me after the Stephen King episode, The Cycle of the Werewolf. It's like a short story novella by Stephen King. And I've actually read that uh, in one day yesterday. I sat down, we're doing the werewolf episode, and, and I, I quite enjoyed it. I've actually never read a Stephen King book. So this is my first Ooh, outing into the Stephen King How verse, uh, did you like page, it, Mike? So. It's fascinating. I like the structure. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, it goes month by month because there's one full moon every month. And then mostly it's from the perspective of a victim of a werewolf attack. So The people th- getting killed, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of gives you the snapshot of who this person is, what are they doing. You know, a guy in the very first chapter, so that way we keep it easy, he's huddled down in a, in a snowstorm and he's playing cards and it's like, oh, the snow sucks. I can't get out of here. I'll just wait out the storm. Knock on the door, surprise, it's a werewolf. And then he is discovered, and then slowly um, they kind of show you the different victims as it goes on. You eventually figure out who it is. But I like that structure where there's not really a protagonist for a lot and part of it. And you're saying victims too. And I talked about in the last time when we did that, go back, uh, readers of this podcast, check out the Stephen King episode. But uh, how it really touched me that when you do get to the story of the little boy who is affected by the victims. People are getting killed in this town. That means they cannot have their 4th of July celebration. Well, the little boy who ends up being the main hero is a kid in a wheelchair who all year just wants to watch those fucking fireworks. It's like... That's all you, you see, want. Yeah. You see this like trickle you know, of the, of the ripple effect of this city is getting ripped apart by a monster and everybody's feeling it. Like, I, I just, like That's what Stephen King does best, the human touches, man. And the way he is able to discover it the truth before anybody and no one believes them. It, that's, it's very cool. Um, fascinating short story. Quick read. You can read it in a day. I love and it. And check out the movie Silver Bullet with uh, Corey Haim and uh, Gary Busey. That is an adaptation of that. It's a great werewolf movie. Those two names alone are all I need. In <laughs> fact, just Gary Busey is enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's a very unhinged, awesome performance, too. I really recommend it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's um, kind of it for me. Well, before we get out of the comments, you have to mention the the Werewolf Captain America arc, which is obviously a fan favorite, so much so oh, that they yeah. even brought it back for Sam Wilson to do his own, uh, his Werecap uh, adventure. So, werewolves are so popular, even Captain America turned into one. <laughs> yes. Not a not a wear bald eagle, but a no. But that's such a cool story because Wolf Cap or Man Wolf Cap. I, I can't remember what they call it. I think he ends up going against Doctor Druid, who's like putting like spells on a town to turn them into werewolves. Again, mm-hmm. it's stuff where you're like, why is Captain America doing any of this? He teams up with Cable, but it's like this is fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is such a crazy arc. And then like, give me that and what if, please? Oh, uh, well, we are getting a zombie cap, so maybe we'll uh, get werewolf cap as well. That'd be excellent. All right, guys. Well, maybe we download over to the video game portion of the werewolves.
We're back. We're howling with the boys on this special episode of Normies Like Us, talking werewolves. And now we're talking about werewolves in video games, where again, you know, you have to do the, like, asterisks up in the corner. Is it people turning into wolves? Like, do they have to specifically say, I am a werewolf in this video game to count? Eh, I'm not going to call that, because, like, first off, like, no, that's just not going to happen, right, guys? Yeah, and, like, I mean, there's, like, oh, there's plenty of games where werewolves have been vi- enemy types, like, mobs. So it's like, eh, where do you draw the line? Sometimes you're protagonists, sometimes it's a fighting game. Um, so it's kind of just kind of what's our favorite um, representation of werewolves in games, kind of from all those sides there. Yeah, you don't want Joe and I going on and about Hunter the Reckoning, about how we try to kill a werewolf <laughs> on our Xboxes, you know, the first generation for, what, a month straight? No, I mean, that doesn't yes. count. But something like, you know, early games on Sega, Altered Beast, which literally revolves around you being a guy who mainly turns into wolves. Like, there are other ones, but mainly the wolf is what you're doing, right, guys? Yeah, I just wrote next to the notes, you listed this, I just wrote, fuck yeah, <laughs> next yeah. to it, because... <laughs> I love this game, Altered Beast. I played it so much, but yeah, you're just two. It's a side-scrolling beat 'em up. You get power-up gems, and if you get three of them, you transform into a werewolf. Later, there's a were tiger, there's a dragon, and I believe a were bear. But the first stage is the wolf, and that's why people, I think, remember that the most. I mean, Mike, on the Sega case, it's a it's a guy with a wolf head. You know, super buff, shirt off. Like this was. I don't know for you guys. This was a quarter eater for me. Like, when we would go to a Mm. hotel nearby just sort of, like, to get away in Ohio, like, we would go to this place that only had an Altered Beast cabinet, and my brother and I would just, and just knock it out. Yeah, it's got the power up and rise from your grave. It's like classic. Rise. Have you guys played that one, uh, Jacob? I have not. I have not. No, I oh, was uh, a rampage. I mean, that's that's big the monsters. Moves. That's a good uh, one. That's a good one. George, yeah. Or no, it was um. Yeah, L- Larry. Lizzie what was the, the lizard? Lizzie Lenny, the lizard. Larry. The- yeah, sure, guys. No, who can name <laughs> it? We all we can if all we quote the rock movie. The <laughs> We've seen the rock movie. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen it. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. Um, and then, you know, Altered Beast, I think, you know, it's pretty simple. But, you know, you have games like Bloody Roar, where you have Yugo, who is a werewolf. Um, popular character, Kaka Combo Breaker, friend of the show, Ex-Kaita, loves um, Bloody Roar and stuff. So that's... Oh, damn. I got to hit him up next time we talk about it. This yeah. is one where, like, as I was putting it on the notes, I had a vision of it in my head, had no idea what the video game was called, and kept searching 3d fighter turn into stuff <laughs> so eventually it came up yeah yeah and i think killer instinct has a werewolf as well um and dark stalkers has john talbane okay so dark stalkers were you guys fans of this at all i mean it's the street fighter for anime kids right did you play this at all it's street fighter for like spooky stuff yeah for goth, for goth boys and girls. Uh, this is how white my brother and I were growing up. We each had our own PSPs, and we each had our own copy of Darkstalkers Legacy, and we would play together, and I would always be the werewolf, and it would be the fucking best. <laughs> yeah, Darkstalkers has got, there's like a vampire guy, there's a Frankenstein guy, there's a fish man. It's like these weird, yeah, bestial people in a fight. Little Red Riding Hood Universal Monster Reasons. Yeah, truly. Yeah, but like the anime uh, extreme of that, so... That sounds um, cool. Yeah, it's all right. Did anyone play I, I, the Telltale game? The Ooh, A Wolf Among a Us. A Wolf Among Us. Yeah, a wolf based among on us, the yeah. Fable That's more comic based series. In, yeah, fairy tales. Yeah. Yes, he's oh, the big bad wolf. Interestingly enough. Yeah. So he, yeah, it's all it's based in this like fairy tale land, and he's investigate. He's a he's a private eye, so he's investigating a murder. And there's like Snow White and all these different characters. I've played a couple episodes of it. It's, it's interesting. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is that what you make us money? call you, the big bad wolf, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> Dogs got to eat, you know? Yeah. Um, Dogs do I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's, like, really a definitive, like, best, like, werewolf game, like, where you're playing as a werewolf, really. Like, I don't think that happens. I do really like Skyrim because I married a werewolf in that game. Uh, I want to Skyrim's shout out the Lydia, biggest the shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Elia. The companions themselves, the the group in Skyrim that is literally um, mercenaries paladins. who let you in and are like, by the way, wink, wink, we're werewolves. I mean, that's like the coolest quest in that game, right? Jacob, you're a huge Skyrim fan. 
Yeah, again, I like the uh, the vampire uh, uh, subplots more. But... <laughs> oh, you were getting the Dawnbreaker over hooking yeah. up with Ayla the Huntress? Mm-hmm. No, I did like, I yeah, I do like the werewolves, though, because they're like a group of, like, just warriors, and then they're like, yeah, we all turn into wolves sometimes. It's pretty cool. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that aspect of it for sure. And, uh, and you don't see it coming. Like, they they just present as, oh, we're some warriors, we fight and protect shit, we kill tough monsters, and then later you're like, oh, and we're werewolves. It's cool, yeah. I like it. And it's mm-hmm. like Highlander for them. They're like Scott. They're like brooding Scottish, you know, like, yeah, like you said, fighters and stuff, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, that, they don't seem to be attacking that werewolf in the corner. Oh, wait, they're all changing. <laughs> we yeah. accept this curse to give us abilities yeah. beyond what normal humans would have. It's very cool. I think in my, when I played Skyrim, I... I was friends with them, but I didn't accept the uh, the curse of the werewolf and become one myself. Oh, I think they I were my first her, followers. I didn't become one. Oh, wow. I definitely <laughs> became one, guys. <laughs> I was already a Khajiit, so I already looked like an animal. So. Oh, Khajiit to werewolf Khajiit transformation. Werewolf. That would be a interesting. A cat yeah. marrying a dog. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. A um, couple other ones to shout out. I mean, you know, Twilight Princess, Link can turn into a wolf. There's like a big wolf form in that. Um and then Witcher, Jacob, I'm sure you're hunting werewolves in that, right? Uh, Witcher, yeah, there is um, one subplot, uh, side side quest in particular that I remember where there's a werewolf. Um, and it's kind of a morality thing where uh, you can either choose to kill him or like let it. Basically, he Ooh. like wants to run away with this girl or something. I, I don't remember the specifics of it, but like all good Witcher side plots, there's like a ch- moral choice you have to make. Is that the uh, last could, hunt, the titular wild hunt or last hunt of the expansion? No, that's no, not okay. really. No, that's just basically in the world of the Witcher, you know, monsters are real. So some people are just werewolves because they are, you know, gifted with the curse or whatever. So, uh, yeah, the wild hunt is something else. But uh, if mm. I could throw out one, um, you guys are going to love this one. Uh, but I'm talking about. Bloodborne. Oh my God! How did we miss that? Uh, How did we um, miss that? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Go ahead, tell us. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's wolf, werewolf type enemies that you have to the fight. The first and, thing you fight is a werewolf. Yeah, the first thing you fight. I remember being on the bridge. There's this uh, particular bridge where you have to fight two werewolves. Um, pretty cool stuff. Oh, pretty I'm cool noping stuff. out of that pretty fast. There are a lot of very cool. There's like the cleric beast there's a lot of wolf things that transform yeah yeah, yeah that's true bloodborne wow that bloodborne. is great bloodborne 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 uh, Joe, do you have any honorable mentions um it's not a video game but just a tabletop game i'm dying to play as soon as possible the uh i don't know what it's called we just call it spooky game they have a werewolf version as oh, well curse on the haunted house of the on the hill yeah, house, house on the curse on of the haunted hill. hill house, curse hill house, hill house yeah. house hill. Has this <laughs> been out for a long time? Like, is this a classic game? Because I remember playing something like how this sounds when I was a kid at my cousin's house. I have absolutely no idea, Colin. That's for the tabletop. Maybe you're thinking of literally just the group of games you can play with friends. Werewolf, aka Assassins, which is most notably known as the Lying Game, where you just uh. with a group of people. To quietly say okay. Joe is the werewolf. We all don't know that he picked that up out of a piece of paper, you know, that we all had in in a group of mm-hmm. hats that say "citizen, citizen, citizen, werewolf." From there, we all shut our eyes. He touches our shoulders, kind of heads up, seven up style. One of us is dead. We open our eyes. <gasps> now there's only three of us. One of you guys has to be the werewolf, and we just have to come to a group consensus. Isn't that okay. called moth? Like I've played that called mafia before. But I've never mafia assassins, or... mafia murder, assassins, werewolf. werewolves. Yeah. Just how you flavor it. I've never heard of the werewolf version. That's interesting. Cool. Well, one more thing I want to shout out before we get on over to the wrap-up of these werewolves is in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which we will be doing a Castlevania episode in this Halloween. That's going to be our spooky video game. Uh, Alucard, uh, the protagonist of Symphony of the Night, uh, he has a wolf form that you can turn into. So a little bit of lycanthropy magic there. He can do a couple attacks and a dash move. Super OP, yeah. It's in there. Uh, he can also turn into a bat and some other stuff. But yeah, that's just kind of shout out to the Castlevania episode we're going to be doing later this month. Heck Other than yeah. that, I say we should transform back into our human forms and uh, wrap this thing up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's happening again. <laughs>
We're back. Thanks for hanging with us, Normies, on this spooktacular episode of Normies Like Us, where we're talking all things werewolves. Now we're hitting the wrap-up. Uh, so, guys, let me ask you right now, just your last general thoughts and feelings on werewolves, where they are in monster culture, whether or not they'll ever be as big as vampires, have a comeback, will there be more werewolf movies? I don't know. I just want to know where you think they are right now. Mike, where are werewolves at? Uh, well, they out here. Um, they howl here. They howl here. Yes, thank you, thank you. They are falling off. I think I don't think they really had a good representation. Like Twilight, obviously gross good, but I don't think we've had a good werewolf movie like probably since the eighties. Um, and that's going to be my take. I hope they can come back, but they're just not. It's hard to present them as like cool as vampires were in the two thousands with the Anne Rice novels. So. I would love for like a new take on it. Like I, I'm, I'm looking forward to like somebody to finally put their hat in the ring and say, "Here's a new like werewolf story." So I don't know who could do it, but I would look forward to seeing it if it did, did come out. Practical effects only, please. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I mean, you know, they'll never really top vampires for me, anyways. And it's hard to do werewolves because like you can't really do the sexy aspect like you do with vampires. I mean, you can, but it's not as easy. Like when you're transforming into this beast, like it's not, right. really, you know, like vampires can look cool and still like, you know, be deadly monsters and stuff. So it's a little harder for werewolves. Um, but I hope they get the, the mainstream resurgence that, uh, you know, they deserve. Jacob, I disagree entirely. I think they are even sexier than vampires <laughs> because you have that uncontrollable mark of the beast. You you just uh, you're you're such an animal. You you literally turn into one. Um, uh, look, Joe, you have that Joe Mangiella poster from True Blood up behind you, so that's the only reason <laughs> you're saying that. Uh, like, look, they um they've been around since ancient Greece. They're not going anywhere. Like Mike said, I do think they're a little stale right now, but I am looking forward to some sort of update to the mythos. Um, practical effects only. One shout out, uh, the Supernatural Boys, Dean and Sam, have one episode where they face off against a werewolf. Well, they have a bunch of werewolf episodes, but the best mm. one is uh, a found footage film um, called Ooh. Bitten. Uh, it's a really good standalone. It's actually found footage from the perspective of the college kids who are dealing with one of them becoming a werewolf, and Sam and Dean are just kind of like in the background of the episode. Uh, really recommend it. It's got an awesome transformation in a mirror with like a handy cam filming it all. It's 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 pretty cool if you uh, if you haven't even watched Supernatural. It's damn. Still something I am you watching that for Halloween for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. Tell the listeners, Colin. Uh, what what do you do for Halloween? You generally have a marathon of horror. Yeah, movies I try to day, knock right? out one every October. Uh, I do a horror film a day. I haven't hit the the werewolf one yet. Obviously, we're starting with the month here, so I'm looking for some fair. You know, there's there's not the good stuff out there. I mean, if you guys want my final thoughts, I'm thinking about Joe Dante who made The Howling, right? You know, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. John Landis who made those you know those practical things. You know. When they did like Legends of Tomorrow, the the campy TV show on the CW, they they got Joe Dante to come on for like a creature feature episode just because they were like, it's 50s, it's dumb effects, people love this, it's campy, and it wasn't well received, and it kind of sucked, and I just really don't think there is an audience for it anymore. I think it's something like Penny Dreadful, a recent TV show that did werewolves, where they just do the version where they like just make your eyebrows thicker, and I hate it, so I'm I'm hungry for it, guys. Yeah, I need like the snout coming. Like I need the full snout, you know, big burly looking. At least I, I, you know, just stuff put on people like makeup padded on. That's a little rough for me. I need more the of Star a Trek suit. budget alien. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, final thoughts on uh, these wolfies? Uh, I th- well, I kind of gave my final thoughts already, but uh, I'd like to get into some more. You know, uh, I'll check out oh, some of these right. recommendations that you gave to. To me, and I'll have to watch, you know, uh, American Werewolf in London. Sounds sounds like a good movie, so I'll have to check oh, out some yeah. of those. I'll be rewatching. That's it. the takeaway, Normies. If you haven't watched that, you're missing out on all of it. Even if you're not like a huge werewolf fan, just watch that. Like it's it's. Yeah. I mean, like, it won an Oscar, like classic yeah. horror. It won the first Oscar for special effects makeup. So, Boom! There like you go. there you go. That is the reason to check it out. Mm-hmm. 
And Michael Jackson loved it and made Thriller. So without that, okay, you're canceled, thriller. Mike. <laughs> no, sorry, you, you brought him up twice on this episode. As the police, I officially have to cancel you and shut down this one. I apologize, well, Norman. I'm more advocating for the Thriller song and music video <laughs> than I am for the King of Pop. Music video for sure. So it is. He's got those scary Norman's yellow bird. eyes at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Rick Baker again. Anyhow, Oscar-winning uh, Rick Baker. That's it for me, Ormies. Thank you for listening to this Halloween episode of Werewolves. Um, thank you again. Yeah, Normies, thanks for tuning into the Creature Feature. We got a month of episodes. If there's any recs you have, be sure to hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, check out older episodes on the YouTube. Go back and listen to last year's to prep for this year's. And we'll see you next week with another spooky episode. Happy Halloween, Normies. Happy Oh, looks like a full moon there, guys. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. That was great. Okay, got the notes. Bring it in, Colin, whenever you are Love ready. Love howling with my buddies. Howling with my boys. Howling <laughs> <right>. with <laughs> my boys. Ayo, <laughs> bad boys. Saturdays are for howling with the boys. <laughs> <laughs>